Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual-threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History final. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate Sunday Scaries podcast brought to you by our good friends at DoorDash, NFL Sunday Ticket, and Bet Online. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick, joined by my brother out in Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, honestly, a roller coaster of emotion in week one. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a roller coaster for me. It was for, pretty terrible. Yeah. yeah, for me, um, I, had, I had some highs early. Yeah, I had some, I guess, little highs, but yeah, pretty terrible. Um, gambling. Um, fantasy did pretty good. I'm beating you in our league, so that'll be a nice silver lining. But other than that, just terrible. 49ers lost. Um, just really bad first NFL Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It sucks the 49ers lost. You do have to think about the fact that 
at least we got here. We have football. I'm trying to find silver linings as I sit here after that uh, dog shit 49er performance. Um, it's only one week. I'm telling myself that. And early thoughts in terms of no fans in the stands and, and how that's going to affect games. I think we're just, there's just no, there's a very minimal home field advantage, right? Like at this point, there's no momentum. Like 49ers got up early. They had the block punt, but like there's never, there's never a crowd effect or a momentum effect where it's like a team's truly rattled. Like Kyler Murray is just able to kind of do his thing. Yeah. I mean, you have the crowd noise piped in and from a viewing experience, it doesn't seem that different. Um, you know, when they show the stadium, you obviously notice it, but when it's play to play and you just kind of hear the crowd noise in the background, you can't really tell, but it's obviously a huge factor. You know, team breaks a huge run, the crowd gets excited if it's a home team. So you're missing that aspect. Um, I don't think it's an excuse for why the 49ers lost. Um, I'm just coming to grips that last year was their best chance and they're probably not getting back to there. Might be an overreaction from week one, but that's where I'm at. We can't have a therapy session yet. If, if next week goes poorly, we can we can really dive into it. But what, how excited were you waking up this morning and just like, oh, my God, we're actually here opening up, logging on and just seeing the full the full buffet of options? Yeah, I was excited this morning. Huge 180 now. Um, but yeah, it, it was great. And, you know, realistically, it is great that we had an NFL Sunday and everything is working out. Um, you know, this week, everything went off without a hitch and hopefully it continues that way. So have to think of the positives, you know, like Thursday night with the Chiefs uh, Texans game. And they did have some fans, so felt a little normal. Um, it was kind of surreal that the NFL was kicking off. And meanwhile, you know, you had the Chiefs game on one TV where I was at a bar, and on the other TV, the Lakers are playing in the second round of the NBA playoffs. So it's wild. It's great to be a sports fan right now. Um, you know, I guess the Lakers advanced to the Western Conference Finals, so that's exciting. Um, they're waiting to see who wins between the Clippers and the Nuggets. Be, be absurd if the Nug- or if the Clippers blew that 3-1 series lead again. Um, so that's a silver lining. But, yeah, it's great to have the NFL back. And like I said, from the viewing experience, you know, when it's actual in-game action, can't really tell that anything is different. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think they've done, they do a good job of keeping basically the camera on the field so you're not distracted by the fact that the stands are empty. Um, but let's, the top of the show, let's let's get into it. Uh, Sunday scariest moment for new listeners. This is a tradition on the pod, uh, just kind of giving out whatever it is uh it could be a bad beat it could be uh any number of things that were your sunday scariest moment tyler i'll let you kick us off here what was your sunday scariest moment yeah so my sunday scariest moment was kind of the witching hour during the early games just kind of when all the games start to go into the fourth quarter all your bets could either be looking good and they all get ruins or you know you're doing badly and they all come back um Unfortunately for me, all my bets were doing pretty well, and then everything kind of went haywire. I had the Lions minus two and a half. They had a 17-point lead. Brutal. Yeah, seven. Uh, no, yes. tw- they're up twenty. Yeah, they're up 23 to six. Yeah, 17-point lead in the fourth quarter at home. Even though we know that doesn't matter as much. Versus the Bears, they somehow blew that. That was an awful loss. Just very typical Lions. Um, I had the Colts. Um, in a money line parlay with the Lions, so both of those uh, blew, blew it for me. Um, Colts lose to Jacksonville, who 
everyone i like had a feeling all week that jags would give them a game because there's always that team that everyone says oh this is the worst team and they always like play pretty well week one it feels like yep. um so that was my sun to scarce moment also the panthers um we'll get into it in our lock of the week recap that game was going back and forth ended on the wrong side for me um so that was my sun to scarce moment kind of just the witching hour the first witching hour we had of the season where everything just started to go wrong Mm-hmm. And I mean, they really front loaded it again, nine games in the early slate. So we had it on full effect there. Um, my Sunday scariest moment, I got a little cocky during this early slate. So I put Ooh. in put in one of these can't miss teasers. I tweeted out Bills and Eagles essentially to win. Uh, Bills were cruising and they ended up taking care of business versus the Jets. And the Eagles, um, they were up. They're up what? They're up 17 nothing here. Yes. They're up 17 nothing um, versus the Redskins. Uh, it seemed like the Redskins were, were never going to score. They're dominating them. And I literally I tweeted this out. A wonderful start to the can't-miss teaser. Eagles, Bills, Moneyline, smiley face. Then uh, about like an hour later, I tweeted, I regret half this tweet. And uh, the Eagles' offensive line got manhandled. They had a number of injuries up front, as it seems like they do year in and year out. I mean, they're they're winning 17 nothing, um, And then the, the Washington Reds, or, sorry, the Washington football team, uh, they scored 27 unanswered points to end this one. Um, Carson Wentz got off to a good start and then ended pretty miserably. He went 24-42, 270 uh, through two touchdowns, two picks. But I'm trying to pull up the uh, yeah he the got num- the number of sacks yeah, here. He got sacked eight. He got sacked eight times. And Washington kind of their defensive line looks incredible. Yeah, I don't want to overreact to one game, but kind of what the 49ers did the last few years they've been spending a lot of high draft capital on the the pass rush in the front seven and with Ron Rivera coming in who's a defensive coach like this team was put together well for him to kind of take it over and mold it Chase Young second uh second overall pick Ryan Kerrigan still there Montez Sweat uh Deron Payne like they have a lot of guys who could get after the quarterback and the Eagles Lane Johnson didn't play um a couple other guys are banged up like it's just kind of a really bad recipe for them Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think should know better uh, by now than to tease the Eagles. Got burned by them a number of times last year. The Redskins, uh, the Washington football team, I was going to fade them and it, it bit me in the ass. For a second, I got excited too when they're up 17 nothing. I was like, Dwayne Haskins didn't look good. It's like, maybe, maybe we get an Alex Smith sighting here for our boy. Uh, but that did not happen. Um, we normally will kind of kick around uh, analysis of the different games and, and betting angles and what happened, but I think it's, it's only fair. Uh, for the listeners that we bump up the lock of the week recap this week, Tyler, because if we had our first ever head to head, we've had a number of times where we've taken the same lock of the week. Typically it's uh, a road favorite, which is dicey this year, not as dicey, but historically speaking, dicey move. Um, I was on the Raiders. You were on the Panthers. This one lived up to the hype in terms of probably the most entertaining game of the day, actually. Um, the Raiders won 34 to 30, their first game as the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and the, I think the reason I gave them out wasn't necessarily uh, didn't didn't prove out in terms of uh, continuity being an issue for Carolina. Their offense looked really good. They were able to move the ball in this team. They put up 30 points. There was a Joey Sly missed extra point, which you may have nightmares of. Um, and uh, the the fourth and inches play. I want to give you the floor here to talk about Matt Rule and and see and and, and see what you think. 
Yeah, I mean, they missed the extra point in the first quarter. They scored to go up 9-7. to seven. They missed the extra point. I'm like, that's definitely going to come back to bite me at some point. Obviously did, at least could have pushed, and maybe the game ends differently if they're only down a field goal at that last possession. Um, but yeah, the, the last play was absolutely brutal. You have fourth and inches, uh, like around midfield. McCaffrey's playing great. You go into an eye form and give a handoff to your fullback up the middle, which is the most predictable play in that scenario. Can, can, can you name their fullback? Was it Alex Arma, right? Yeah, Alex Arma. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of the box score open. Mm-hmm. Um, just absolutely terrible play. Like in that situation, spread the field. You have Teddy Bridgewater, who's a pretty mobile quarterback. You have McCaffrey, who could beat you in a lot of ways. Like spread the field. You're just allowing the Raiders to stack up the box. And if you want to do that, formation that's fine give the ball to McCaffrey he's the best running back in the NFL he's highly paid like give him the ball and let him cook there he's having a great game he had 96 rushing yards 38 receiving like he's your best player you give him the ball why are you trying to force feed it to your fullback who hasn't touched the ball and I can't imagine is getting a lot of reps in a in training camp so it was terrible um overall are you are you, are you ready to call for Matt Rule's head after one game no, if anything, I'm. I love this Panthers team just because they they <laughs> stayed in it. At first, you know, after I gave it out, I was like, there is a chance. You know, all all you like to talk about is continuity. There is a chance that you know that does bite me in the butt that they come out and just look terrible because they haven't played together. Um, I got bitten by that in college football last night. Um, but they they played well, so I like. I like Carolina. They can score. They can't play any defense, but they could definitely score. So their overs, which I was debating between taking that or Carolina, um, I feel like their overs are going to hit pretty easily. But, yeah, I I agree with you. I think this was probably, like, the most exciting game. And what is the best part about the NFL is that, like, any given Sunday, a game like this, two teams probably are making the playoffs, could just, like, be the best game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta give this this Raiders team credit. I think you look at Josh Jacobs; they they stick to their strengths. I mean, 25 carries, 93 yards, three touchdowns. Saw glimpses from Henry Ruggs. Um, I I don't know. I'm I'm happy. It was it was the victory, and uh, you know, start start the year one and zero. So you feel feeling pressure. I know. It sometimes builds. You'll remember from a couple years back where you had a pretty bad losing streak there with lock of the week. You can you can overthink it when you have the zero in the wing column. Are you are you gonna sleep okay tonight? Yeah, I'll I'll be okay. I took a I feel like an underdog type pick this week and it should have hit. Um, it was close. It was a great game. I believe in this Carolina team moving forward. Matt Rule took blame actually after the game for oh, that did. call. Um, McCaffrey said it's a play where we were all on board with. So I love the character of this team. They're not going to be able to stop anyone, but they for sure will be exciting scoring. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater played well. Um, and I think something that I noticed today, like, did you think the quality of play was bad? Like maybe the tackling was a little shoddy, but overall, like I didn't think it was that much different than a normal Sunday. Yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, I think it felt like a normal week one. Like the fact that they didn't play preseason wasn't noticeable to me. Um, I think you had some quarterbacks like in the 49er game, for instance, seems like they, they have injuries, but it wasn't totally in sync. You look at the Saints-Bucks game, which we can get to here. 
I don't think the quarterbacks looked like they had it, but that may be old age. But all in all, the product is pretty pretty darn good for uh, not having, what, 14 practices. Um, but, yeah, so lock of the week-wise, 1-0 for me, 0-1 for you. And I'll, I'll segue here. I think I was beating the drum on, on continuity, claiming that corner. And, and I'll admit it. I got in my own head about this Tampa Bay Bucks team. It was like Tom Brady's washed and then – read some more about it, heard some other people's takes, looked up the the Carson Palmer stats, his uh, his his years with Bruce Arians, and it, it looked like they were out of sync, and he looked a, a little little rusty today. Uh, what did you think about this Bucks team going into New Orleans and more or less getting shellacked? They lose 34-23, and it, wasn't, uh, it didn't seem that close. Yeah, I mean, turnovers just killed them, though, right? Brady had the two picks, uh, one pick six. The other pick yeah. uh, was in their own territory. I was watching this in the 49ers game, so my memory might not be perfect, but the other pick was in their territory also. They fumbled a kickoff. like That killed them in the game, turnovers right there. Like yeah. Breeze didn't play amazing. He was 18 to 30, 160 yards. Kamara had three touchdowns, but he only ran for like 20 yards. So I don't think it was a game where... The Saints played better because they didn't make mistakes, but it wasn't a game where they just took it to the Bucs. I think the Bucs just shot themselves in the foot. Brady mm-hmm. did make some nice plays, but I, I mean, it's it's a new team. I think there's going to be a couple, you know, rusty moments, but overall, like, I still think they're going to be pretty good. So I, I, I didn't take like a ton away just that like, oh, they're rusty and he hasn't, he's been in the same system for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still like the foundation of what's there. I think given the extra playoff spot, I like them. They were a nice money line option this past week. They're three and a half point dogs, like plus 155. I felt pretty good about them showing up, but you said it. Three turnovers. They had nine penalties for over 100 yards. Saints also had over 100 yards of penalties, but yeah, kind of a sloppy game, but the, the turnovers just were too much. It was nice when they showed. Did you see when they cut to Jameis on the sideline with the tablet? <laughs> I do you think that. he was? What do you think he was streaming? <laughs> he's, he's probably catching up on maybe Ozark or something. Maybe but a double shot. Yeah, it would be it would be great to see Jameis get in at some point. Taysom Hill continues, you know, to make plays. He's on the field. I don't get it. He's one for one, 38 yards on the. He had like the the game clinching pass. I mean, they're probably gonna win anyway. But to run out the clock, he had that. He had three carries. Um, he also had a catch. So you know, they paid him a decent amount of money in the off season. So they're definitely gonna get their uh their money's worth i guess and use him but that whole thing is still bizarre um i'm not i'm not going to say the saints are better than the bucks yet i think the bucks just made a ton of mistakes in kind of their first game yeah yeah it's i think as always you can't try and not overact too much in week one um let's let's get these out of the way the the games we were just completely wrong on uh this next one here we were both on the browns in this game versus the ravens today and they got shellacked they lost 38 to 6 baker mayfield looks like um he's gonna have like a six to eight game stretch here where i think he's gonna either keep a job or or lose it. He he does not look good. 21 to 39, 189 yards, one touchdown, one pick, and just like missing on on throws that he should be hitting at this point, um, I believe. And the the Ravens pick up where they left off from last year's regular season. Lamar 20 25, 275, three touchdowns. I mean they're about eight point favorites in this one, and it 
it was never really a contest. I will give a shout out to Kevin Stefanski early in this game. They're down seven nothing. They're punting inside their own territory. I don't know, maybe within their own 30, 40. And he does a fake punt, and it gets blown up. And then things just kind of unravel from there. Kevin Stefanski, do what got you the job in the first place. Run the ball. Yeah, the Browns just, oh, that was a bad pick. And you knew it. You knew it quick. It was 10-6. Right away. It was 10-6 at one point. So I'll I'll say we were covering through the first quarter. But you knew right away. Like, I was out with some friends i went into the bathroom they had the browns game on and i like looked over at the screen and i saw the fake punt and i was like oh my god here we go again it was Um, like it was like he left a note in kevin stefanski's office or freddie kitchens left a note in stefanski's offense being like do this one last thing for me and he's like okay we have to do this for freddie and then he did the fake punt like what what are you doing come on you're playing the basically one of the best offensive teams in the league just punt the ball, play defense and live to see another day. Yeah, just it made no sense. You don't you don't do that when you're I mean, you try to steal possessions when you're playing like a better team, but in that situation, just makes no sense. You're putting your defense in a terrible situation. Um but looking here, I mean, like you said the Ravens did not miss a beat. So this was very stupid of us. They had five they had five yeah, five possessions in the first half. They scored on four of them. And the only one they did in was a fumble on the Browns' seven. So the Browns were lucky that this score wasn't even higher. I mean, Lamar played really well. Him and Mark Andrews, I would say outside Mahomes and Kelsey, is probably the best QB to tight end connection. Wow, um, we're doing that to Jimmy G already. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too thrilled today. Um, but he, he had a – Mark Andrews had a great game. And our friend of the program and birthday boy Adam Nussbaum texted us that Lamar over like 218 and a half today passing yards was a lock and smashed I, it. I, sh- I should have put it in because that is way too low he threw for 275 probably would have had more if this game was closer um but yeah I mean I think Baltimore is going to be another just kind of run away with the AFC North maybe I think the Steelers will be good um but I think they'll win the division pretty easily Mm-hmm. Like J.K. Dobbins, adding him to that run game is dangerous. He had two touchdowns. Like they're just gonna be really good. And the Browns, I mean, they are. They, I took them over eight and a half. I don't want to overreact to one game, but this was not encouraging. I thought they'd at least put up somewhat of a fight. And with Baker, like, I think <laughs> if he continues to play bad, and they might bench him. Yeah, Case Keenum is the backup. Like, there's a chance Case Keenum ends up starting like midway through the season. Yeah, we've seen what he's done. I mean, he had a good run a couple of years ago with the Vikings. It's the best he's ever played, but he has. There are a lot of weapons on this offense. Um, and just re- 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 to reiterate the same point about running the ball. Cream Hunt had 13 carries, 72 yards. Nick Chubb had 10 carries for 60 yards. After watching this game, there's just no excuse for this Browns team. They need to give those guys like 40 carries a game. Internal. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was about to say that. Looking at the box score, like, how does Nick Chubb only have 10 carries? It's like run the ball so maybe it's the game Freddy, it's freddie kitchen freddie kitchens left like a will in the office and stefanski followed the game scripts that he left it it's the ghost of freddie kitchens but again we don't want to try to overreact to one game they were playing the ravens who again we think are one of the best teams in the league um the game probably just got away from them quickly um let's see how they rebound they play Bengals next week washington the week after that so those if they want to be taken seriously and i want them to hit this eight and a half over they need to win those next two games yeah. so I, I think they'll kind of calm down stefanski first game as a head coach a little jitters maybe um so i, I think they'll maybe be able to write the ship a little bit but tough let's, tough week one for you 
the lock oh, yeah. of the week loss plus that. I can't jump on you too much for the Browns just because Cowboys haven't played yet, although I feel pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you took you took the Browns this week also. So. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about in terms of the, the win total. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break, though. When we come back, we'll hit on the Chiefs game from open night a little bit, talk about a couple other games, and then give out our Grandpa Billy's bum of the week. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. I'm personally excited to watch football at home with friends this year. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid only through September 3rd. All right, Cody, before we get to our Grandpa Billy's Bum of the Week, kind of want to talk about a couple other games quickly um, from opening night, Texans-Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs looked like they haven't missed a beat. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looked unbelievable. He had 138 rushing yards, a touchdown. We had some great Bill O'Brien moments. Um, I think it's fair to say after one week, they've lost the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Um, what were kind of your takeaways from that game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did find myself being feeling very spiteful for Bill O'Brien, just the fact that he traded DeAndre to, NFC, to the NFC West. But, uh, yeah, the bottom line is the Chiefs, the rich got richer this offseason. They returned a ton of their starters, what is it, 20 out of 22 or something like that. They had a running back, and Damian Williams turned out to be a really nice piece for them. He's obviously very good in their playoff run. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire kind of looks like a, a little Brian Westbrook, Darren Sproles hybrid, like a little bit smaller. Um than Brian Westbrook, but just the way he's played, I thought he gave them some serious juice, and this team did not need it. I mean, 25 carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown. I think his his over-under uh, for rushing yards was pretty low, as was David Johnson's, both of those hit. And kind of a betting angle I like for this Texans team going forward is David <clears throat> Johnson uh, rushing overs, because Bill O'Brien's going to need to try and figure out a way to uh, make sure that he doesn't look quite as terrible about that trade. Um, but yeah, I think this Chiefs team, this is not breaking news. They're they're going to be the one or two seed in in the AFC. Um, I don't I don't see them or the Ravens, barring injury, getting knocked off their throne out there. And Houston, I was pretty bearish on this team before the season. And I mean, Deshaun Watson got paid, which is great for him, but. 
he's kind of on an island. It feels like he's constantly running for his life. This Chiefs defense, I think, is better than people give it credit. Uh, it was pretty bad at the start of last year, but they came on strong and carried them through the postseason. And that pass rush was was in Deshaun's face. He got sacked four times. Um, and the Chiefs were able to to cover and the over hit late, which I know was, was exciting for most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great to have that bad beat if you had the under for kind of the opening game. But I'll give you a sequence where the Texans really lost this game and Bill O'Brien just doing some of his finest work. Game was 14-7. They had a drive at the end of the first half. So you, you think you either want to get points or not at least run out the clock and not let the Chiefs get the ball back before halftime because the Chiefs were getting the ball to start the second half. They have a 20-yard play to get to the Chiefs uh, 33 with like 40 seconds left. First play, incomplete. Okay. Second play, incomplete. Okay. You have third and 10 at the Kansas City 33. Chiefs have all of their timeouts. You think you at least run the ball to make the Chiefs call timeout or choose some clock? Incomplete again. Deep past the fuller. They kick the 51-yard field goal. Of course, the kicker misses it. Chiefs come down, score a field goal before the half quickly, make it 17-7. They come out second half, score a touchdown, game's over. Like Bill O'Brien just, again, does not know how to manage the clock. Just so stupid. Um, so that was that was a great moment. But I, I agree with you. I think David Johnson's going to have to have a big season because of that trade they made uh, with DeAndre Hopkins. You know, they need him to be good. You gave up one of the best receivers in the league for essentially nothing. So I think they'll pound the rock with him a lot. And the game from Mahomes just looks so easy. It looks like he's playing like Madden on rookie mode. It seems mm-hmm. like he could make like any pass he wants and pressure doesn't really bother him. Um, so it's pretty scary. I, I think they'll be the one seed barring uh, some bad injuries. But yeah, um, any other games you wanted to touch? Oh, one other game I wanted to quickly touch on, uh, and then we could get to our Grandpa Billy's Bone of the Week. Patriots. Um, I talked myself last night into the Patriots being really good. I think Cam is going to have a good year, and he played well today. Didn't do much passing but running. He had two touchdowns and 75 yards. What's kind of your thought on the Patriots team kind of moving forward? Yeah, another friend of the program made a good point today, Jordan Grebo. They have Cam on a one-year deal, so they uh, have they're not afraid to essentially run him into the ground, for lack of a better term, right? Like he's putting his body on line. He's he ran the ball all over the place on the Dolphins today, um, and I think that's kind of getting back to what made him great um, for the Panthers for so many years as a pocket passer. He's kind of average, it seemed like, but. Um, Again, Bill Belichick is a mastermind. He's obviously completely changed everything about this offense to set it up where it is more of like kind of the rum pass option style, almost like college football-esque offense. And Cam is is a beast if he can stay healthy. Um, I, still, I still do feel good about my AFC East bets on the Buffalo Bills um, because I think they just have too much talent. Uh, Josh Allen had a couple of bonehead plays, and I think that's just going to be him. Uh, every every Did week you, you're gonna get like he's uh he has some Jameis in him. The the pass he made to John Brown is like a play action second and goal. John Brown is wide open in the yeah. back of the end zone, no one near him. Sells it over ten yards. I was watching it on my phone and live. I saw it. I was like, did that like actually happen? I was like, whatever, maybe just you know blurry picture. And then I saw someone on Twitter later repost Sell that it. video. I'm like those moments. Uh, make you a little worrisome. Cam isn't the most accurate quarterback himself, but in the Patriots offense, I think 
they'll kind of make it easy for him. So I don't know. I'm, I would be feeling nervous if I had the Bills AFC East, which I don't, but um, just maybe putting a little pressure on you. Yeah, um, that's okay. It might, you can get to see Warm. The biggest issue with Josh Allen, the, the accuracy was tough, uh, but the fumbles were, were bad. It didn't bite them in the butt because the Jets are terrible, but he had two bad fumbles where he's he's just gotta he's just gotta be better. Jets are um, so bad. If I'm if I'm making a week one hot take, I think the Jets are the worst team in the league. Um, that that'll be my week one uh, hot take. But they okay. they are so bad. Yeah. Uh, I hope you didn't just put bad juju on the 49ers since they play them next week. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, I'm sure Darnold will play well now. You got um, you got to think before you speak, Tyler. Sorry, but th- they're. <laughs> Their game plan. They, do, they suck. Adam Gase is terrible. I. You should look up the odds of first head coach fired because he's miserable. Yeah, he. I. I he should have been fired after last year. So that I'll say he should be fired right now. Um, but let's move on to our Grandpa Billy's bum of the week. Um, I'll let I'll let you go first. Real quick before we do that, I do want to talk about one more game here. Just hit on it real quick. The game that blew probably everyone's uh, survivor pool. The Colts Jags. I, I imagine. I don't think we've seen the numbers yet, but probably a large percentage of ESPN and Yahoo people probably took the Colts. Probably not that large, but a good amount. Uh, they're eight point uh, favorites on the road in Jacksonville, um, and they they lose by a touchdown. But everything. I think you tweeted it out. Time is kind of a flat circle. Philip Rivers down seven with the ball late driving. Um, the only thing we're missing is just three hours too three hours too early. But give give Gardner Minshew credit. Nineteen of twenty in this game, three touchdowns. It was it was like perfect that he was doing this, you know, on a different team with the Colts. But it is sad that it's during the early slate when there are so many other games. Like it's perfect when it was he's with the Chargers. It was late, like Sunday night's about to start, but Philip Rivers is trying to come back <laughs> versus Denver, and he's throwing his helmet. Yeah, we needed. We need the Colts to just agree to have the late games just so we can get that for at least one more year out of yeah. out of Philip. Like that, they should have swapped the Bengals game with that one. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, yeah, they should they should have swapped the Bengals. Um, but this is a really bad loss for the Colts. Like, the <laughs> team that people terrible. are like very over high under. On. The, yeah, their win total is nine. They're the favorite to win the AFC South. I mean, to let Minshew go nineteen to twenty is pathetic. Um, like James Robinson was the Jags' leading rusher. I'll be honest, I'm not sure who that is. Um, so it's an avatar in like Madden. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad loss for the Colts. I saw um, Marlon Mack tore his Achilles, so that that's really bad. Um, that's a big injury. I think he was playing well too in this game. Um, so that's a bad loss. But who's your grandpa Billy's bum of the week? Yeah, let's get to it. So I'm going back. We briefly touched on it earlier, but Detroit Lions, I took the minus two and a half. They were cruising here. They're up 23 to six in the fourth quarter. And this, so kind of an honorable mention, Grandpa Billy's bum of the week is going to be Matt Patricia. They had the ball at the Bears 37 up. Yeah, up to 17. Um, and sorry, no, not up, up 10. Sorry, up 10, up 10. And they, they, Take a 55-yard field goal with Matt Prater, who misses it, with 4.08 to go. At that point, you're up 10. The difference between being up 13 and 10 but pinning the Bears, like that 50 yards means 
the three points isn't that big a deal. It's going to be two touchdowns either way to beat you. So Bone had to move by him. Um, but we know what happens. The Bears end up scoring a couple touchdowns. They go up 27-23. And they give the Lions about two minutes to go to drive the length of the field. Uh, yeah, about 59 yards they, ne- they needed. And uh, more or less what happened here. DeAndre Swift, because this, so this entered the zone where it's two and a half, right? So we were getting down to crunch time. They had the ball at Chicago's 16 yard line with 11 seconds to go. If they score when time's expired, they can't kick the extra point. So they would win 29 27 and not cover. So it's kind of the last play for them to actually uh, potentially cover for us line betters. Stafford throws a great pass to rookie running back DeAndre Swift. He just drops it hits him right in the chest he drops it i'm sure he's not going to be sleeping well tonight i'm sure he's uh pretty down at the moment and so are so is everyone else who took this detroit lions team they end up not scoring at the end and it wouldn't have even mattered if you were a, a lion backer at two and a half so rookie deandre swift welcome to the nfl welcome to the full slate podcast your grandpa billy's bum of the week for me <laughs> It's a tough moment for him. He was hurt basically all of training camp, so he comes in pretty fresh. He drops that pass, and the lines blowing this game, the way the Bengals game ended with um, Randy Bullock missing that field goal, which was, I think he got hurt on it, so I don't want to laugh at someone getting hurt, but it was just so Bengals. This is so Lions, just like two of the worst teams um, historically in the NFL losing in those fashions. It's, it's just so typical. Um, but this is a terrible loss for the Lions. A team that like people were are like kind of high on. I put a little bet on them to make the playoffs um, because it was good odds. So really bad loss for the Lions. Um, but yeah, tough tough moment for DeAndre Swift. Kind of tough welcome to the NFL moment. Are are you okay over there? <clears throat> yeah, behind this. <clears throat> so behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm good. I choked. Oh no, I'll I'll try to I'll try to uh, keep it going while while you uh, battle over there. So my grandpa Billy's bum of the week, another classic favorite of mine, going back a couple years on the podcast. Um, Dan Quinn of the Falcons, just just said they're just so dumb. We talked about the Browns earlier at the fake punt. The Falcons did something similar. Um, they were down twenty-one to twelve in the second half. They do a fake punt. They get the first down. The guy fumbles. Seattle picks it up, scores a touchdown like two minutes later. Um, so it's just very dumb of the Falcons. Um, and just Dan Quinn's my bum in general just because this team, again, is getting a little buzz. You know, they have 10 first-rounders on the offense. Um, they get down big. Matt Ryan has typical Matt Ryan game where he does nothing pads in the first stats. half when the game is close, and he pads his stats, and he has over 400 yards and looks like he played well. They can't score in the red zone when they need to. Um, so Dan Quinn, the Falcons, just the whole team, whole organization, it's kind of my bums of the week. It starts with that fake punt, but just everything. Um, I don't know. I think Dan Quinn should be fired. Him and Adam Gase, I would fire right now. Yeah, yeah, and potentially Matt Patricia. We'll see what happens. But yeah, so what happened was I took a sip of water. You started t- talking about Randy Bullock missing the field goal, and I just started laughing and and spit up some water. Here we are, Sunday. We're piecing it together barely. Forty um, Nine ers lost. I unlocked the week. That was nice. Um, if if anyone forgot at home. Um, but yeah, it's. It is great to have football back. I wish the 49ers looked better, but here we are. Uh, so it should be a good one tonight. Uh, we're both on 
we're we're both on the Cowboys. The line has moved a lot. When we did the show, I think it was two and a half or three, and now it's an even spread, which I don't know. It makes me feel a little weird, but we'll see. We'll see. I've been I've been pumping the Cowboys and Dak uh, this off season. We'll see if if I'm an idiot or if I'm not. But either way, we'll be back uh, this week for our week two pick'em podcast. Tyler, any any last words before we uh, sign off? <laughs> no. Um, I hope everyone had a great. Uh, week one of the NFL. I hope you're feeling better over there. Um, but I think I'm good to sign off and that's it. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 